Hey everyone, Zach Dixon here, and welcome to our 59th episode of Animalators, curious conversations from the world of animation. Today on the show, we have Leisha Tan, a director at The Mill. Leisha has worked on tons of incredible projects for clients, including Facebook, Jay-Z, Google, and Target, just to name a few. Today, we'll talk about how creative tension and project limits affect her creative process. We'll talk about things like pitching and pre-production, and we'll talk a lot about the story of OJ. The Mill worked with Jay-Z, Rock Nation, and director Mark Romanek via anonymous content to create the animated music video for the story of OJ. Leisha and the Mill artists realized Jay-Z's vision using a combination of hand-drawn cell animation, computer graphics, and painted backgrounds, collaborating with Titmouse to animate the original characters. I'm excited to get into all of this and more on this week's episode of Animalators. Leisha, thank you so much for uh, giving us your time and being willing to come on the show. Of course. Happy to be here. So let's start here. Could you tell me just a little bit about... um, your role at The Mill um, right now? I am a creative director at The Mill. I'm, I'm working with the Mill Plus um, division, <laughs> which is our content creation division. Um, and I mostly direct commercials, mostly animated ones. Nice. Um, and this is The Mill L- in LA? Mill LA, yes. Nice. Yeah, so what, is there th- three other offices now? Uh, we have London, which is the the main one, um, New York, LA, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And how big is the, the LA office these days? I think we, we, we have about 200 people wow. over here. Yeah, it's a big office. <laughs> that is wild. And then how many other, like, kind of, are you working directly with, like other directors? Are there a lot of different creative directors at the LA office? Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of creative directors who direct at the mill. And then also we work uh, with external directors as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a nice mix. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, maybe even more specifically on, on projects. What does a project look like um, when it kind of arrives at uh, your office? Well, it depends whether it's something that we're directing over at the Mill Plus or if it's something, you know, uh, an external director is bringing in for, for the Mill. Okay. Can we maybe walk through that on the story of OJ? Okay. So external director. Um, yeah. So a job comes in and, you know, we get on a call. Uh, director tells us their vision of what they would like to make. And we start, um, you know, figuring out team, figuring out like resources and, and what have you. So then at that point, we go into like a bidding slash pitching mode, depending on um, whether or not the director needs to, you know, win a job. So it, it depends whether it's already awarded to them or um, if they're, you know, about to pitch on something. So say if the job is already awarded, you know, we go into production. They, they already figure out, you know, their storyboards and whatnot. Um, and then, yeah, you know, like in the case of Story of OJ, um, everything was sort of, um, you know, everything all happened <laughs> at once. 
you know. Uh, direct. It was a really quick turnaround, wasn't it? it was six weeks long? Yeah, it was kind of um, <laughs> an unusual process. <laughs> yeah, it, it was kind of like, a, I like to say, project runway challenge, <laughs> design challenge. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we had like storyboarding going on at the same time and look dev and like key designs, motion tests, all like happening at the same time. You know, while we figured out, you know, with the director, like, you know, what visuals he wanted, you know, what the story was. And, you know, from there we had like, you know, he had his ed editorial, like putting the whole thing together. And meanwhile, we had, you know, in tandem, like designs happening and, you know, approvals happening at the same time. Like, which, which J-Bo did he want? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. On something... Um that quick, are you able to kind of present a bunch of different looks or were you just kind of refining towards one kind of visual style throughout the beginning of that process? Right. Um, fortunately for that one, there was already like a visual style that we were already like shooting for, which was, you know, okay, nice. 1920s style cartoons. So it was kind of a specific thing, but with um, a twist on it, you know, so... At least we knew what we were shooting for, <laughs> which which really helps in like compressed timelines. Yeah, definitely. What an incredible project! I mean, it's Jay Z, which is one thing, which is awesome. Um, but then also just like the kind of reception afterwards, and and kind of watching that go out into the world. What's that like for you? Gosh, I mean, you know the the time before it went out, we were like, you know, so nervous about what everybody yeah. would think, you know, it could go really great or <laughs> it could go really bad, but we were like, oh my God, let's, you know, hope for the best. And, you know, once I, I really enjoyed reading uh, YouTube comments <laughs> when a really? job goes out. Yeah. You know, cause you see all sorts <laughs> of things written about it. Um, and um, when I checked those out, People really um, thought it was super relevant um, to the current climate and everything. And, you know, it was, you know, I felt so happy that, you know, we helped bring Jay-Z's vision to life, you know, and that's ultimately uh, what you can hope for, you know. Was he pretty involved in that process? Were, were there, you know, I'm, I imagine there's a few different levels um, to get up to him or was he very involved in the process? Yes, he was. He saw everything, you know, we uh, posted for him. He would give his feedback, you know, he he chose which J-Bo character he liked. And, you oh, know, wow. um, yeah, you know, it was his his vision. That's so, so fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you mentioned reading comments. Um, and I feel like some people have the, you know, the thought of like, don't read the comments because, you know, sometimes it can be tough to get not bogged down in, in any kind of like negative reaction to your work. Um, but yeah. it's interesting for me to hear that you like reading the comments. Do Are you able to kind of filter out any kind of negative criticism that, that comes across your work? You know what? I just think reading those are funny <laughs> really <laughs> yeah i'm just like oh my gosh this is hilarious <laughs> that's such a wonderful perspective to have is that always kind of just come naturally to you to kind of shrug off the that negativity i guess i, I think um you know i've been in the industry for i don't know like 15 years now and you kind of get, you have to get a thick skin because, you know, you get notes and revisions and it's really not, you know, something to take 
super personally, you know, sometimes. <laughs> so I just like let these things roll off. And, um, you know, a lot of the time, YouTube comments are funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's incredible. Well, you just mentioned giving giving notes and, and receiving notes. I mean, now I, you're obviously still getting notes from clients and things like that. But now you are kind of the one giving notes. You're, you're prescribing direction to your team. Could you talk a little bit about how you, you handle giving notes and, and giving direction to your team? When I give notes, I try and be sensitive to one's feelings um but i i you know in the way that you say it or the way that you give it but i i still you know strive for a high quality in work so a high standard so i'm still going to give that note <laughs> if i don't if i see something that's a little weird or like wrong or you know it could be better i will I will give that note. <laughs> There's something that like I struggle with in kind of giving direction. It's I'm trying to find a good balance of like being prescriptive versus like kind of letting um, someone I'm working with also make it their own. But how do you balance that? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. You know, typically I, I love working in a really collaborative way. And I think it's super important to give, um, let artists, um, run with it for a little bit, you know, like make it their own. And also, but then you as the creative director or director, you generally have a overall vision that you put forth to the team first. And, you know, it's about the, the artist working in within your boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And how do you usually kind of communicate those boundaries? Or do you write a lot? Do you draw or paint? Yeah, so when I'm directing something, I typically, um, before the whole team gets on, I usually will find either references or I would have at least one style frame um, done about, like, you know, with like sort of like what my thoughts are. And I'll also write down like bullet points of what I'm thinking. Um, so just in general, being really prepared with, you know, my thoughts and my ideas so that uh, when it comes to briefing in the team, everything is really clear and they know what they're working towards. And, but also there's like also room for further exploration with the team. So yeah, I try and be prepared. Let's talk a little bit about kind of building up those skills. Um, you went to school in, in Sydney, uh, College of Fine Arts for digital media, uh, went through some internships and freelancing um, different different animation shops doing, you know, design, animation, all that things. But then eventually, obviously, I mean, you're here now directing and creative directing at the mill. Um, and you've had to make that shift, right, from, um, you know, being in the tools, doing the animation to, you know, overseeing those things now and, and casting vision. So could you talk a little bit about that transition that you've had to make in your career? Well, I think it was a, a sort of a gradual thing, you know, that happened over the years and, um you know, working with my mentors or people above me, you sort of learn through them and their process how to, you know, cast vision, like you say. Um, I think I just sort of learned through osmosis <laughs> really? <laughs> over the years, you know. And then l later on, um, when I was given an opportunity to actually direct something, you know, you just kind of get thrown into the, the, the fire, you know? <laughs> it's just like you just kind of have to 
jump in and just figure it out. And once you do it that one time, you know, you're just like, oh, you know, that's how you do it. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there any part of that kind of transition that felt especially difficult for you? Yes. You know, the first time I did a, a live action um, shoot, that was really different because um, I was so used to working with, in, within animation and, you know, animating little characters, what, like their, their actions, you know, were things that I thought up in my mind and then executed. But when it came to actually telling a different person what to do, <laughs> <laughs> that, was a little, that was a little weird for me. That you know, I got yeah. used to it, it, but that was like super different. So, do you mean just like crew, or do you mean like actors specifically? Actors uh, specifically. Um, also, when you direct other animators, that's also a similar thing for me. Like in terms of like mm, um, directing yeah. actors. So, well, especially because your background kind of comes from character animation, correct? Yes, yes, it does. So, how does that work then? With um, I don't know, you're you're kind of watching character animators now do the thing that you used to do do you do a lot of um like physical acting or or how are you kind of coaching those character animators now i, I yes i <laughs> it's quite funny during our dailies because i'm all about um acting out the action or like doing a funny walk or, you know i i don't mind acting it out for the team and people usually are like oh yeah just do it again <laughs> 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 they pull out their phones and like take videos of you. Or oh something? yeah, I think I think there's some <laughs> reference videos hanging around of me doing something nice. silly. So <laughs> that's it's a wonderful. Lot of fun. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, pitching, and maybe in more of like a you know you're pitching on a job that that you are directing rather than kind of an outside director. Do you pitch on most jobs that you are a part of? Um, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about your process then in, in that. Um, will you do like kind of a few different options or looks or focus on just one direction? Um, it really depends on, you know, the, the script that comes in or, you know, the brief of the project in the first place. But typically, um, I do like to pitch a couple of different looks, you know, um, um, and... I'll do a bunch of style frames, um, but I also have other, you know, I'll do a set, you know, maybe have a couple of other designers do a few other looks and, you know, develop them together and, you know, if, let the um, client pick uh, which option they like best. I'm a little unfamiliar at working at kind of the scope and scale of, of the mill. What kind of resources internally do you have access to um, on those pitches? Wow, we actually pretty lucky here <laughs> we have a bunch of designers that have different skill sets you know some that work more in like 3d design and some who illustrate more so depending on the scope you know we pick the right people for the job um and um yeah we'll assemble a team and uh, get that going so kind of over the last you know few years of, of working at the mill what are some things that you've learned that have kind of helped you been more successful or maybe some things that you've learned that maybe haven't quite worked out very well when it comes to pitching? Mm, you know, I'm always trying to change up my pitch style, you know, trying different things. Um, but then again, you, you never know, like pitching is such, um, 
what's a better word for uh, you, you? You never know. You know, it's like a, kind of like a lottery. You know, do you do full storyboards? You know, to to illustrate your whole idea, but then sometimes you don't do that because, you know, you don't leave any room for other thoughts. So it's really tricky, you know, like to figure out what exactly is going into a pitch or is it, you know, do you just do uh, references and write about it or do you do full style frames? You know, it really depends like how much time you have in the first place to pitch or something and um, what resources you have. So, you know, I'm always like changing it up. Um, Trying to win as many jobs as possible. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I'm curious about, so like, I mean, pre-production and pitching, I think sometimes can feel very similar. Uh, um, and obviously it's like a super important part of the job, right? Um, and so you don't want to rush it, but you also want to have a lot of information. And I feel like sometimes pitching can work against you in that regard. How do you manage that? Well, you know, I, I try and kind of um, figure out my vision as quickly as possible in the first place. Um, but, you know, it, it's really hard to manage. It's something that I'm still kind of trying to figure out. <laughs> and I think everyone's trying to figure out. But typically, I, I really like to have, you know, before we get into the job, all the style frames done so that when you get into production, you know, you, you know the vision Everybody signed off on on you know what we're all going for, and and the rest of production can go smoothly. It, it's when you don't have um, a clear vision from the beginning is when things can start to go awry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, certainly. Okay, well let's let's talk a little bit about your process of ideation. I mean, you just said like I just need to come up with an idea really quickly, but that I feel like at least for me is much easier said than done. Yeah, but I think. Because we, I've been doing it for so long and it's, you know, um, directors are basically ideas on, you know, you, you have to have ideas <laughs> on tap, right? And yes, sometimes yes. I'm really um, lucky in the fact that, you know, I pitched a bunch of ideas before and I have a whole folder full of like ideas that, you know, I can draw on or um, things that I've pitched before and like that um, didn't make it, but, you know, the idea was great. And I'm like, ooh, I'll just, you know, recycle that one. And <laughs> so, yeah, I already have, like, a bunch of ideas. Yeah. Nice. So is that, like, just, like, a folder on your computer that just has, like, kind of dead pitches or, like, you know, half ideas? What does that look like? Yeah, I have a um, folder on the computer that has, you know, um, ideas that died, and ideas that I liked, you know, um, yeah, things like that. Or I have, I also have a, a Word doc with like just random ideas in there, and and I, I keep a folder of references that I like as well. Yeah, when when looking for references, are you you going out and looking at other animated works? Are you doing research? Like, what what kind of goes into that like forming of of an idea for a um, a project? Well, fortunately, when you get a script in uh, from an agency, usually they already have references to for, you know, what they're, they're thinking of, you know, what realm. So at least you have that as a springboard to start looking in on ideas for your, for your uh, pitch. So when I look at a bunch of books for inspiration, you know, I 
I, I try and watch, um, you know, Vimeo every day or, you know, watch motionographer, what's going on. I like to, to know what other people are doing. So I spend, you know, half an hour every day, like looking at new work. So, you know, I might think of something that I've seen and be like, oh, that thing, have a look at inspired by that or yeah. So I'm curious. You have you have kind of a big background in character animation. Does that mean when it, when a project comes in, is that like your first route um, in your mind? You know, that's what you know. That's what you know best. And so, like, does your mind usually go there, or do you do you try and actively branch out and away from that towards maybe something that's more like 3D and conceptual or something like that? Well, I think that the the work that comes in for me, um, yeah, is mostly character animation. So. I don't really have to <laughs> quite branch out. <laughs> you don't have to push. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, like I, I, I like yeah, to. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to, uh, you know, branch out more into live action. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's a whole lot of fun. So, what does that look like? Are you? Um, do you want to kind of move towards doing that more and more? And and kind of how are you planning to get there? Well, I still like to um, do a mix of things. You know, I like to do more animated stuff. I, I like to do more live action stuff, but I, I really enjoy doing um, the live action work that, you know, has a mix of either um, graphics in there or like some animation. So it's not just straight yeah. live action. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have said to our um, reps that I'd like to do more live action and, um, uh, so hopefully they'll get me more uh, live action scripts. Yeah, that's <laughs> that great. Yeah. Nice. Um, so before we started the episode, we, we talked a little bit about kind of creative tension and, and the difficulties of, you know, there's, there's so many limiting factors on, on creative work um, and it's really difficult to manage them. Um, so could you talk a little bit about how you manage those as a director? Well, it really depends, I guess. Um, you know, um, it depends on, like, say, resources, um, your time factor, uh, budget. So you, you know, you, you wanna you wanna like know what factors you're working with from the beginning. So at that point, you can kind of work within the boundaries, you know, and and pitch an idea that you can do within the time. Um, and the, the number of resources that you have. So I know that you mentioned um, a little bit before that you um, spend some time outside of work uh, on, on your own kind of personal project of sorts. Uh, could you talk a little about that? Um, yeah. So I have a little ceramics brand um, called Little Tchotchke. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it's, it's a little passion of mine. Um, I started a pottery class maybe a year and a half ago, and I just really enjoyed it. And um, I started making a lot of uh, um, little pots and stuff with faces on them. And because I love character design so much, I think the style of my pieces kind of like borrow from, you know, my character designs. And, and yeah, I just kept making more and more pieces and people wanted to buy these things so I'm like all right let's um 
make a little shop. <laughs> Very cool. Do you like set out like specific time after work or like weekends or? Oh yeah. So I try, you know, we're very, very busy in this industry, but um, I try and set out Friday night as studio night. Um, I go down to the studio, make a bunch of pots and I, you know, I try and make it down to the studio twice a week and make as much stuff as possible. What inspired that? What inspired to go out and take a pottery class? I just wanted to do something different and something um, that was still creative, but away from the computer. So something that I could work with my hands and, you know, feel that, um, you know, feel the earth again, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, connect it with the clay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that that in any way has influenced your work at the mill? Well, not really. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite a, like a, a separate thing. I feel like my, my work at the mill kind of influences the work that I, you know, do in my personal work, you know, with like the little characters and stuff. Yeah. So do you still try and actively make time to to draw at all as well outside of work? Not not as often anymore because I draw yeah. pretty much every day at work. All day. And yeah. so all day. <laughs> Painting, style frames, what have you. So I might I might do a little sketch of, you know, what I for my pottery in my little notebook, but nothing too serious. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um so a little while ago, earlier when we were talking, you you kind of mentioned the concept of of mentors. Uh you know, people who have kind of helped you along the way, kind of uh, maybe grow into a directing role. Is that something that you actively sought out or just something that kind of happened naturally? It definitely happened naturally. Um, I was lucky that it did. And there was always someone there who um, decided that they would mentor me and show me the ways (laughs) Uh, and show me the ropes a little, you know. Yeah, very cool. And and is that have you been able to kind of do that for for others as well? Now that um, you're in a director position, uh, yeah, I've been um, trying to um, make an effort to mentor the younger designers. You know, I, I work with um, I get to work with a couple of young designers, and I try and nurture them because I've been nurtured in the past. So I'd like to do the same for them. That's great. So this, this is a little bit more of an in kind of open ended question but um is there anything kind of over the years that you can remember kind of thinking back and and learning that you have has kind of taken your work to the next level i guess you know when i joined say um resolution design in sydney um because they were already like you know i'd never been exposed to this kind of you know high-end commercial work and they were a high-end boutique company i kind of made that leap from like oh little motion graphics to like something really polished like they had a really polished aesthetic so you know that that was the job I guess yeah yeah was that time like kind of especially challenging um kind of making that jump you know um I was still young at the time and like you know I was trying to absorb everything like a sponge and thank thank goodness for my mentor who you know was a really good um guide, I guess, to getting there. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about um, some 
kind of bigger scope projects because I feel like sometimes, you know, ads, you know, the story of OJ just lasted for six weeks. But you also uh, worked on Brian Buckley's latest feature, um, Pirates of Somalia, um, which I know that the mill, um, you know, did 225 VFX shots on. And then there were also some some larger animation segments. Um, so how long were you on? I know you, you did the you worked on the animation segments. Um, yes, I did. How long was that that process? Oh, okay. So it was split up into two chunks. The first lot um, we did was the the Boya sequence, and we had six weeks to work on it. And then um, the rest of the the two other sections, we had um, four or five more weeks to work on that. Um, yeah, but I, I had been working on it for a little while before we actually went into production. Uh, Brian. Um, yeah, he he sent over the script and he was like, "Hey, can you um, take a stab at you know coming up with a style for um, the sequence?" And he had sketched out these uh, storyboards and and kind of written down what he was thinking. And I just went off and you know did a bunch of designs, came up with you know read the script, you know came up with some character designs for him to look at and. You know, he was super collaborative um, in terms of, um, you know, commenting on the designs, telling me, you know, what what he liked, um, and going doing a bit of back and forth, and eventually coming up with this kind of psychedelic style that he uh, really liked. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that seems that still seems pretty quick as far as like the amount of of work, or is that pretty much how fast everything moves? Because I guess you have fairly large teams working on these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, but the development phase, you know, went on for a couple of months, you know, so by the time the whole team joined, it was, you know, fully boarded out and it was ready to animate. So let's talk a little bit about like personal style. Um, do you feel like you have, have developed a maybe a visual style for yourself over the years or does that change kind of dramatically, you feel like, from job to job? I think I have an overall style of, you know, happy, bright positive um, vibes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and that's the type of work that I enjoy doing but you know the style really varies uh, from project to project but I think you can tell if I've done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, though, I don't know if story of OJ could be described as colorful and happy, though. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, but that was Jay-Z's vision, you see. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> But did that feel did that feel uncomfortable at all? Kind of stepping out of that that kind of normal or what feels natural as far as your style goes? Oh, not at all. You know, uh, we work in a commercial business, so um, yeah, <laughs> I get very very used to um, working with different styles. You know, um, this is something I like to kind of ask um, everybody: is what what do you feel like you are you are learning right now, or or trying to get better at um, at this point in your career? Learning? Well, you know, I'm always trying to learn um, new things, whether it's a new software or, you know, a new technique or uh, a new craft, you know. So currently now yeah. I'm teaching myself uh, ZBrush at work so that I oh, can... Oh, no way. Yeah, so that I can model my own character designs. Yeah. So, 
Yep. Slowly, slowly getting there. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So like from what I would just imagine it's like to work at, at the mill, is that something that you all would often have time for to step away and actually like go in and, and model something for a project? Um, yeah. I mean, you, this is something that I'm doing on like my downtime. You know, like between pitches, mm, yeah, between production, yeah. if I'm waiting around, you know, I'll bust it out, bust out the tutorial, figure it out. <laughs> and there's also a wealth of artists here that, you know, uh, ZBrush masters, and I'll just go ask them if they're free. I'm like, hey, how do I do this? You know, so that's really amazing that there's a wealth of people here where you can tap into their knowledge, you know? No, definitely. So looking kind of forward um, ahead in, in your career, are there kind of any like larger goals that you are, are shooting for or maybe even just smaller goals as you, as you move forward um, in your creative career? Um, well, I want to keep doing what I'm doing on a bigger, better scale. <laughs> Always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe getting to develop some of my other ideas, um, you know, working with maybe some emerging tech I have a couple of ideas for like a little VR game that you know I would like Very to cool. get made eventually and um, yeah I have a whole folder full of ideas that I would like to to tackle but you know I'm so so busy I just kind of have to you know work on one thing at a time yep yeah <laughs> Is there a room um, at the mill for some more like kind of personal or, or self-initiated projects like that? For sure. Um, the mill is really amazing at um, supporting what their artists want to do. Um, and they, they have um, done that a lot. So I'm hoping when the time comes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd love to see that. So you, you mentioned kind of VR interactive. Obviously, the mill has a big department, um, you know, that focuses entirely on that. Have you had the chance to kind of work in, in the VR or AR space? Um, I've done a little bit of AR stuff, mostly Facebook filters and stuff like that. But okay, yeah. not, not uh, to the full scope that I want to experience it in. But Eventually, I would like to get, yeah. get into it. Um, okay, well, we um, try and end uh, every episode with the same few questions. So, uh, number one, who is a dream client of yours? Well, okay, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough um, that I have already worked on a few dream projects, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, uh, question number two, uh, your favorite animated film? My favorite animated film is Spirited Away by Hayao Miyazaki. Wow, nice. Next question, what do the people you love think that you do all day at work? <laughs> That's a funny one. <laughs> Um, I don't think they know. <laughs> I think they just think I'm messing around with cartoons. That's certainly what my parents thought for the longest time. <laughs> they think I have a grand old time drawing things all day. <laughs> That's great. Do you, do you send a lot of, of your work back to kind of family and friends at all? Yes, I do. Yeah, a lot. And they're like, oh, that's great, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, that's awesome. Our last question is um, What animal did you choose for your animalator and why? Um, it's kind of like a little hybrid 
cat thing. <laughs> okay. It's like a churchy cat thing. <laughs> Um, why did I choose it? Mm, because people tell me sometimes I'm like a cat. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, awesome. Well, uh, Alicia, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Animalators is created by the team at IV, recorded in the Weld Nashville studio, and produced by Chad Michael Snavely. To keep up with the work we're doing at IV, visit iv.studio or follow us on Twitter at Identity Visuals. You can also follow Animalators on Twitter at Animalators to keep up with all of the new episodes. And be sure to check out animalators.com to see every animation from all of our guests. To find out more about Leisha and the work she's doing at The Mill, head to themill.com. Our theme music is composed by Cody Fry. You can check out more of his music at codyfry.com. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and that helps more people find this show. Well, that's it for today's episode. Be sure and join us next time for another episode of Animalators. Curious conversations from the world of animation. <laughs> <laughs>